Hi guys. Hello. Welcome back to the Millennial Christian Podcast. My name is Nadia. I'm a girl named Destiny. She's a broken girl named Destiny. We're going to tell you why, but we're so glad that you are <laughs> back. Thank you for tuning in. I know that we missed you guys last week. I hope you all enjoyed that short question and answer that I was able to give, which means if you have questions and you need answers, DM us, okay? Yes. We're very glad that you guys are back. Destiny is here. She's still in Memphis. For now. Don't know why she's here. My mother graduated. I thought she would have left by now. Absolutely. And we'll find out. (laughs) All right. So a part of season three, something we've been doing that we haven't really done before is we've been having a lot of guests and we have a guest today. We have a very, very special guest today. He is the podcast host of the Culture Caviar podcast. Please introduce yourself to the Saints. <laughs> what's up to the saints and what's up to those who ain't? Uh it's your boy OT. Uh I am so excited to be here with the Millennial Christians podcast tonight. I'm joining in from the Culture Caviar podcast, you know, not safe for work, but we're going to make it happen tonight. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. You know what? He's very you, he's a very different. Okay. The Saints are the Saints, okay? Yeah. So where they come from, mm-hmm. who raised them, what mm-hmm. church they go to, what they look like, what they sound like, and we welcome OT to the congregation. I am so happy to be here. Now we need to look clapping. <laughs> Yay! 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 Yeah. All right. So tell the Saints about yourself. Who are you? Where'd you come from? What do you do? What are you about? Oh, wow. This is like a job interview. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, like I said, my name is OT. Uh, just a little background. Grew up in small town, Carthage, Mississippi. Uh don't do that. Don't Sorry. do that. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is that? You got to give us a, a pimp. Uh, okay, so if you, you know, know about something. Jackson, Mississippi, Carthage is like 50 miles northeast of okay. Jackson, Mississippi. Northeast? Yeah. yeah. It, just eastbound. Got to make it that way. It's over that way somewhere. I went to whew, the Jackson State University, okay. literally the best uh, HBCU in the country. Uh, Coach Prime, shout out to him for that. Uh, I majored in biology. Uh, I was initially working towards becoming a physical therapist, but I was like, that life is not the life for me. And I ended up becoming a teacher. So that's what drove me to Memphis. I ended up teaching uh, middle school science, math and science. And then I most recently was teaching high school biology. But because God has always... Uh, throwing those curveballs in my life. Mm-hmm. I am now a behavior therapist here in Memphis, and I'm working towards uh, becoming an ABA at the University of Memphis. Show the sense what an ABA is. Mm-hmm. ABA mm-hmm. is Applied Behavior Analytics. Uh, we mm-hmm. specialize in uh, working with behavior therapy and uh, with children with autism and other developmental disorders. But a little bit about my podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the... Uh, the pandemic actually got me into podcasting, which I'm sure that happened for so yeah. many other people. Yeah. Like a huge influx of people have started podcasting. And so it did for me as well. Uh, I currently run the Culture Caviar podcast. Uh, right now, it's just me. I initially wanted to have a co-host, but again, God in those curveballs, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, just it, it just Life just happens. You know, life be happening. And uh, now it's just me doing my thing, and I'm currently uh, working towards like just expanding my brand a little bit, and uh, that's why I'm here doing this collab now. Uh, so I'm just willing and ready to talk about all things with Black culture 
and uh, everything that we have going on in the world and even down to the simple family dynamics that we have too. So mm-hmm. that's just a little bit about myself and a little bit about what I do. I couldn't imagine not having a co-host. I couldn't either. I love having a co-host. I, I thought about it. <laughs> Listening to one of OT's episodes, I could tell, and that's because we, we have a podcast, I could tell where you chop, where you like, I could tell where you've been uh, talking to yourself and then he pauses it uh-huh. and then starts like, because I can hear it because I know yeah. how he talks. And I was like, I couldn't do this without Destiny. <laughs> I really couldn't. I would be laughing at myself the whole time, probably crying at the same time. Like, I feel dumb. Like, this is no. See, we here with it. We the are. Lord knew. We bounce off of each other. <laughs> it's a great thing. So, we hope that you get a host. Yes. A co-host if you want one. If you want one. Uh, Right now, honestly, I'm really cool with doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. My thing now is, like, getting to the guests and stuff. Like, and mm-hmm. just collabing with different people who also podcast as well. I'm really working towards like building this whole like culture caviar network of like creatives. Like, oh no, I had a vision one day. I was going to brunch. <laughs> I was going to real. I was going to brunch, and I was just think. I was just dreaming of the mimosas, you know. And yeah. then I literally started crying. I was like, and you know, driving on two forty, you can't have no mistakes. So literally, I'm like crying and driving. Like, oh my god, like the culture caviar podcast. We gonna be the greatest podcast ever. We're gonna be the biggest <laughs> network. Like, I was like, I was like, God just was speaking. He was speaking. You know. <laughs> but honestly, like it was, it was really meant for me to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. That way, I could have the creative freedom that I want. I could mm-hmm. work on my own pace. Yeah. I could create as I wanted to, and I, I really don't have to worry about anybody telling me no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like that's the biggest thing. Uh, like I said, I tried to do the co-host thing in the early, early stages, the beginning stages, mm-hmm. and the personalities, the attitudes, it just didn't, it just didn't mm-hmm. mesh and work out. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I was like, all right, you got to go like, no, you, you know, no disrespect, no disrespect. Like you got to go. This ain't going to work for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even got to go. <laughs> and you feel that weight? No, you feel that weight? <laughs> Listen, I'm taking, the, I'm taking the post, even though I've been posting, I'm taking the software. This, yo, Mike, you bought this. So you keep this. Please don't. Um, oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> This really is a nice. This really is a nice mic. Though, it like. is, yeah. This thing about this, she has one at home, but she never brings it with her. I have like three of them. Yeah, I just keep lost. ordering them. Yeah, yeah. I have four. I have four phone. microphones. Why, why friend? One of them was with you. Uh-huh. One of them is. One of them is with me, and I have a different one. You remember when I was like oh, on yeah. my thing, uh-huh. where I was like, "No, like <laughs> the fusers." <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I got I got two of them. Um, that's like a studio recording one, and then I have one that's at Hansel's house. You, we never got that one. Back. We did not get that, that one back. back. Counsel, if you're listening, he's not okay. All right. <laughs> um, with that being said, um, thank you guys for welcoming OT to the congregation. Might I just add, OT is a friend of Gabby, <laughs> and you guys love Gabby. Okay, so welcome him right on in. OT is one of the smartest people that I know. Hilarious, has all the things to say and all the tweets to tweet. And um, I would say from the time that I've known him, he's been a very influential person in my life. Not just personally, but professionally as well. Very near and dear to my heart. So I'm glad to have my friend here with me today. All right. So we missed last week. And so many other things have happened. Mm-hmm. But meantime, between time, OT, can you tell us what your favorite wing spot is? Please do. Because you're from Mississippi. And I feel like they just don't do it how we do it. I know in my soul they don't. But I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> Mississippi is known for things like racism. Not <laughs> but you know what? You know what? The racial tension 
<laughs> makes the food hit different. Okay, like Cracker Barrel. Like Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Yo, I went to I went to Cracker Barrel on Election Day. Oh wow! Bussing. Violence. You chose. You did, man. All that civil war, civil rights tension <laughs> in there, man. You talking about them pork chops was. Oh. Anyways, wing spots, wing spots. All right. Oh, so along with the racism, Mississippi does have like some of the greatest <laughs> food in the South. Uh, because I grew the most in Jackson, Mississippi, at school, uh, I will say that Boston's uh, Fish Supreme is like the Best wings I've had in Jackson. Always go to Boston's, get the 10 piece with the sauce on the fries. Okay? I'm telling you, you can either do sweet and mild or sweet and spicy. Either one, it's a it's a hit every time. I just don't know Mm-mm. if I trust a, a wing spot Mm-mm. called Boston's. I just feel no. even the name, it's not giving nope, what it's supposed it's to give. Mm-mm. But you know what? We thank you for your submission. <laughs> if you have any respectfully respectfully you said decline. I was gonna say allow for the Saints to try it out for themselves. So wow. if you're in Jackson, um please Let try that see out. What these pictures sound wow. this week, yeah, looking like the menu. Please, Let's see what well they actually just You know what? No, 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 no. Wow. No. Uh-uh. Well, Destiny does that. Just a few check-ins. So we we missed you guys last week. I know I dropped a little um, reminder about the National Day of Prayer. And we did a few question and answers last week. Destiny was with her nieces. I was probably doing homework. Honestly, <laughs> needed a nap. Probably didn't want to record anyway. But we're back again this week. And I want to tell you guys about something that I did today. Okay. And it was very creative of me and very resourceful. And uh, someone else that's here tonight said that I it was kind of crackheadish. I'm I, I didn't. I it wasn't you. Okay, I don't use it words like you. that. There were there are two people here tonight. Okay, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the Holy Ghost. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I have been drinking coffee quite a bit. I have been drinking a lot of coffee, and I got to work too late to stop and get my coffee. And the Keurig at my office is broken because we had a storm, and the surge blew, and it blew mm. the back of the Keurig because it's old. But either way it go, I needed my coffee, so I didn't, I couldn't, I wasn't focusing. I just couldn't. It's like, Lord, my brain is going through withdrawals. It was like I'm clearly on drugs because I'm going through withdrawals right now. And at that point, I realized coffee's a stimulant. You know, it makes you, it gives you the same effects as drugs. So clearly I need, I'm a drug addict now. So anyway, (laughs) I was at work and my boss gave me a a Keurig cup. And he was like, well, the Keurig thing isn't working, but I don't know what you can do with this cup. And I was like, hmm, (laughs) what can I do with this cup? So what I did was I took some scissors and I poked a hole in the top of the Keurig and then I, uh, the Keurig cup. And then I poked a hole in the bottom of the Keurig cup. And we had a little squeezy bottle that I washed out and I put hot water in it and I stuck the top of the squeezy the squeezy bottle with the water and I pushed it, squeezed it into the Keurig cup. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know how a Keurig cup works, if the Keurig fills the cup with water and then it drains into your coffee cup. So I put some water in a squeezy tube and squeezed it into my Keurig cup and put the um, cure cup on top of my coffee cup and let the water drain into my coffee cup and I made coffee mm-hmm. that took me about 17 minutes to do and I feel like I was being very resourceful that's what I was thinking I was very like it's resourceful, lit. very lit but in hindsight I looked kind of kind of crackheadish and you okay also so in took... your defense 
you would have gotten a headache if you didn't get your coffee. I had a headache, and I was trying to do better about that. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get myself. I was trying to get my fix. But you also wasted seventeen minutes of company time Mm-mm. doing nothing. No, because her boss approved it clearly by giving her that coffee. Actually, cup. he gave me the cure cup. He said, "Whatever you do with it is what you do with it." When I showed him what I had done with the cup, he shook his head in disgust and walked away. Crackaddish. <laughs> No, he shook his head in admiration. He, because I was resourceful. Exactly. I did exactly what needed to be done to get my coffee. And it was very strong, mm-hmm. might I add. I was bouncing off the walls in a matter of 20 And did you minutes. have a good day? I had an amazing day. I, bet. I had a great day. You know. My wig was wigging. Mm-hmm. I got a new wig. It's a headband wig. I got it off the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happening in my life. And the coffee just made things better. I got another piercing, and I'm letting it close because it got infected. (laughs) So many things are just happening. (laughs) I didn't have coffee today. Obviously, I have squirrel brain. Disney and I both have squirrel brain. Yeah, Um, if you didn't catch our post. So I was like, I'm a squirrel. She was like, I too am a squirrel. (laughs) I too share in your squirrelisms because I cannot focus. Mm Meantime, between time, Destiny, what's been going on with you? We haven't talked I haven't seen you. You've been hopping on planes. You've been hopping literally because you broke half of your body. Yeah. So please tell the sites what's been going on. Y'all, yeah, Nadia's mama story. gave me some oil and I felt it in my <laughs> A chill went up my spine. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, I've been hopping on the planes. My mother graduated. She got Woo! her bachelor's in business administration mm-hmm. from Lemoyne on. She's going to tell me be Lemoyne on, but I ain't go there, so I ain't doing all that. Oh, um, from okay. Lemoyne on um, college in Memphis, Tennessee. She graduated magna cum laude with a 3.78 GPA. This year, sure. Sabrina. Yeah, she made me calculate the GPA so many times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so go, sis. <laughs> no, but it was a fun time. I came back to help her with her pictures. Um, I popped up on my friends because all they do is whine about how I don't come to their stuff, mm-hmm. which is not true. Raheem, Angel, Ariel, Ooh, Kennedy. Name called. You probably really don't Bradley. know if it's that many people said that. No, no, because. Are, are these the people you in a group chat with? Yes. Oh, that's why. Okay, There's but so. so okay, I was going to say. Like. <laughs> right. No, no. And I explained to them that it was and it's still a panoramic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and. So. But I went ahead and went. I didn't eat. Um, but I was there. And not just in spirit, in physical. Barely. So oh so I was there. Popped up on them. Um, yeah, all the things have been fun. I It's officially audition week for um, the NFL team I'm auditioning for. Oh. Pray for me, please. That is the reason why I'm a broken girl right now. My ankle is doing the things that it should not do. My back has um, joined in on the fun. And yeah, send prayers, send oil, send heating pads. Yeah. Nadia, you remember I didn't think you had a degree. Oh, guys, let me tell y'all a really interesting story. So when I met, I met OT and I met him through Gabby. And I think at the time I had cleaned up my Instagram. So I didn't have any pictures of like my graduation mark, you know. And OT and I were talking one day about something. I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm going... I'm getting my master's. And he was like, you got a bachelor's? Like, you, you graduated? <laughs> and I was like, did you just come for me? And my black educated self? And he was like, I didn't know you had a degree. And I... I don't she you, sound like she got a degree, you know, though? OT? It wasn't even I don't that. know if I ever forgave you for that. You probably didn't. Because like, you really came <laughs> for me. That's why we be mm-hmm. going through what we go through. <laughs> but like... You 
Uh, tried me. But I, I told you, I told you what happened. Like, you know, you told me you were, you were a pastor, preacher, and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, she probably like, you know, stop going to school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know to commit time. to the Lord. Right. You know, like is that a thing? It's in the south, yeah. Okay. I thought they asked the Greenleaf. I thought they all have what is it? Um, seminary degree. Yeah, yeah. you get a seminary. Some of them yeah. Don't. Like my father never went to seminary school, but my father had a degree. Okay. So he worked, and he was also a pastor. So oh. that's that's a lot that I knew is mm-hmm. you work and then you do ministry. Yeah. And, you know, some people do it all together at once and they get paid, but that wasn't the life that we lived. Yeah. They worked. So, but you know yeah. how some people sound like in their conversation, it's like, oh, you got a couple of degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you sound like that. Though. You know, I feel like OT was attempting to say, "You're a smart girl. Mm-hmm. You sound like a smart girl." You know, but at the time, OT was also coming in from Mississippi to Memphis. And I think his experience mm. with Memphis people was just not <laughs> pleasant. And I think when he met me, it was like, it. here goes another one of these Memphis girls. Is that what you thought? Be talking crazy. And, you know, tell I the don't, saints. <laughs> nah, what is this episode really about? <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, I sent you I sent you a whole list of how, questions. How deep in are we? 16 minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, we got I like love four it. more minutes. Though. I love it. We got like four minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell but the yeah, uh, no, nah, it wasn't that. It's just you never know someone's like background or anything. That's like, true. and if they don't put it on Instagram, you just don't know. True. I mean, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really know you for yeah, real. You know, yeah. so you know, you gonna look on their social media just yeah. to see like what they putting out there and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you definitely didn't have any like graduation didn't pictures up. Uh, but honestly, I like, wonder why. I, I wonder. Just, I wonder who told you. Ooh. Whoa, Disney just did a some, whole week. I did, yeah, I did, because I, I felt that right way. Because my friends never listened to me. And Wait, when did you tell me? What, I feel like I told you to do a graduation shoot, and I told you to do a solo. Okay, first of all, Ooh. I did a graduation shoot. I did a graduation shoot with my students at the school we both worked at. Okay, and then I did a graduation shoot by myself. Okay, but the yeah. picture that you graduate, you posted oh. of your graduation. Who told you? Okay, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. okay. Okay, just just. This is referring to the fact that when I graduated, I posted I posted a picture of the guy, me and the guy I was dating at the mm-hmm. time. And one of the reasons why my graduation oh. picture was not up was because I yeah, took the picture down exactly. because the picture was of me and the young man. And Destiny tells you when to post your man. Um, when when you got when, the ring on the finger. No, right? when the pictures come back. The when the pictures come back from, from the, the wedding, wedding photographer is when you post your man. I I agree. Now go <laughs> ahead with your good news. We love to see it. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to come back from the shade. That was a whole The tree. way she just whipped me upside my No, because they never like, listened to me, y'all. They always be like, that's it. You do it too much. It was a really cute picture. I looked really it was. good. And it was a bay reveal because we had not posted anything yet. And it was like, ooh, look Yikes. at that. And then I posted a picture of me and Kaylee. And then mm. people thought, oh, my gosh, she has a kid. Ooh. No, I don't. <laughs> not my child. Definitely not mine. OT definitely thought Kaylee was mine. I did. Like she doesn't she have a degree, like but that's, she has a key. You know, just yeah. the stereotypical. Very hey, yeah. But that would have been a great story to lead into your ministry. Like you know, I had my kid, and you know, life was really getting to me, and I called to the Lord, and He answered. And uh-uh. That's how you Go get there. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, we are starting a new segment, entering into a new segment <laughs> with myself about positive things because we don't want to be shady and petty all the time. We want to talk about good things. So I'm looking at a post here, and it says record four. 4,855 people queue in the rain for hours to see if they had a stem cell match for a boy. 
five years old, battling a rare cancer after his parents launched a desperate plea in hope of saving his life. All of these people stood in line to see if they could help this little boy. And this was in the UK. This was not in the US. No, we're I feel like this would have made national news. But there are people of all creed and color standing in this line in the rain just to help this little baby out. And he's the cutest little thing with his little blonde hair. And he just made seven, he's y'all. Adorable. And he just made seven years old. So seven years ago, this is a post from mom. His name is Oscar. Seven years ago, we welcomed you into this world, naming you our miracle baby. Since that moment, you have shown us how to live, how to learn, and most of all, how to love unconditionally. Oh, yes. Today, our hearts are singing with joy and screaming with pride. This moment is one we were told we would never see. And here you are celebrating life, and we're celebrating you. You deserve the world. Ozzy Bear. Oh, we love you so very much. And he's seven years old. So needless to say, somewhere, somebody in that line met a match for this little boy and gave him what he needed and we're very excited about it so we love to see it we love to see the help we love to see people coming through for people that do not look like them do not sound like them have no connections no ties to we love to see it hope for humanity hope for humanity maybe not in the u.s but one day we're gonna get there one day (laughs) (laughs) all right so we are 21 minutes in. I'm pretty sure you guys have enjoyed the laughter up until this point. Last week, Desi and I talked a little bit about what we were, what episode we were going to record. And in light of Mother's Day, shout out to Mr. Brenna and Lady Diane. We, oh, and also, your mom's name is Nakia, right? Yes, ma'am. Miss hey, Nakia. Hey, girl. Hey, mom. She's a teacher, too. <laughs> um, in light of Mother's Day, we were going to talk about all the different things that we learned from our mamas. Like, you know, you had a black mama if. Mm-hmm. You had a, a saved black mama if you heard this. Um, Like, you got to bring your church clothes to spend the night. You know, <laughs> the, the, all the different things that we experience as kids with black mamas. Or who who is her mama? Let me go talk to her. You know, mm-hmm. walking you in a house before you spend the night. And making sure you got money to put in offering. You know, all those different things. But in light of that, and of course in celebration of Mother's Day, and really just being young black people, um, there we're, all three of us in our mid-20s are getting closer and closer to that point where of course people are asking us when we're gonna have kids Mm. and um so many people are (laughs) pregnant jesus so many people are having the the babies and i am going to keep my mask on if it's in the air i don't want to breathe it again (laughs) so many people are having babies and y'all are blessed listen the lord has blessed you all to be fruitful and to multiply so as we're entering into this older age you know settling down and dating and having children and getting married and making lives there are a lot of things that i know we grew up on that we may not want to take into parenthood Mm -hmm. or a lot of things that we did learn that we do want to take into parenthood so between myself ot and destiny we're going to (laughs) figure out what it is that's going to make this list what's not going to make this list what traumatized us what you know what whoopings hurt the worst (laughs) what conversations made us feel the best so with that being said, um, OT, would you like to start us off with that first question? Let's see how this goes. Ooh. Oh man. Uh let's just start. Let's start with something everybody can probably get into. So what was the hardest struggle about growing up? Like as a kid, like what was that one thing that kind of just made you be like, Oh my god, my life is ugh right now. <laughs> I'm running away. I'm never I'm running away. away. <laughs> oh wow. I, I got one. So when I was five, 
is when we began going to World Overcomers. And it was a whole new world because we were coming from a Baptist church that didn't speak in tongues and didn't understand spiritual warfare and all of that. So it's like, you know how like with the psychologist, uh, when you're first entering into your program, you diagnose everything. Mm -hmm. It was like that growing up <laughs> so it was like a whole new world everything was bipolar everything was schizophrenic everything, everything was, was demonic <laughs> <laughs> everything was the devil. Everything. everything was demonic if you breathe in too hard it might be demonic it might be and it's devil. just like that that was the one that got me like you know <laughs> It, it calmed down in the later years. Oh, wow. But at first, child... That is traumatizing. My mama had a diagnosis for everything. It was, mm. it was the devil. It, oh. Everything was the devil. Oh, it was demonic. Wow. It was demonic. Segway. So, <laughs> I know, a friend of mine that I follow on Twitter, she's a, uh, I guess you can say a black Christian Twitter person, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Kina. And she was talking about how when... When we go through like ovulation, like we go through our lady time, that our hormones are raging. Mm-hmm. And she said she was younger and she thought she had a spirit of lust on her because she was so <laughs> hormonal and she didn't realize it was just her body doing what it was supposed to do. She was trying to cast the devil out of her. Oh, man. Because she thought she was dealing with a spirit of lust because nobody told her that her body was going to do that. So, with that being said, growing up in the church, um, <laughs> growing up in the church. I have so many traumatic <laughs> church stories. Oh my god! Oh man, the hardest thing about growing up for me would have to be this is not even church related. For me, it would have to be growing up with four other siblings who look just like me. Um, I share a face with four other people. If you guys want to make that five, because mm-hmm. Kaylee's here, Kaylee. I share a face with so many other people. But it would have to be growing up and walking in their shoes, having siblings who are all degreed, like multiple degrees. Um, doing very well, very, very smart. I have a very traumatic story that I can laugh about now, but when I was in high school, I took the ACT and I took it standardized testing. I made a 21 on the ACT. I took it five times, could not get over 21. My middle sister walks in the house and she goes, you're a givens. Uh-uh. We don't make 21. Period. <laughs> we don't make 21s. You're a givens. We don't do that. Oh, wait. And I was like, oh. I'm dumb. <laughs> so the hardest thing for me was growing up in the house with other people who were so excellent mm-hmm. and feeling like I had to live up to their standards and not it took me a while to realize that I could forge my own path mm-hmm. live my own story make my own mistakes do the things that I wanted to do and still be successful or really figure out what the word success meant to me right so that was my personal thing because Gigi was like baby she you know, I knew I was waiting on you to say who was in my in my head I saw her doing that we don't make 21s and I was like oh Dumb. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. Like, oh god, it was so bad. I was 17 with so much acne. <laughs> it was so bad. But yeah, Alti, do you want to weigh in on this one, or do you want? Yeah, to definitely. Okay. Uh, especially like you saying that you grew up with all these siblings and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I grew up as an only child. Oh, that's so young. the I guess the the most the biggest struggle for me growing up was I never had anybody else I could tell to do oh. my chores. Like, <laughs> yo, my mom would literally, hey, I'm like what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bring me the remote. Like, fix me a glass of water. Oh, it's like, can man. you ask somebody? But I have. It's I only your me. house wasn't nearly as dirty though. Nah, well, I had a wild imagination, so I kept I kept my room a mess and boy. stuff. Oh wow. 
Word. What I, is life like <laughs> as a boy? I just always oh, wonder what that was. That's, that doesn't sound fun. It's not fun. Because <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I mean, for a lot of boys, like we don't really think past go. So I really thank my mom for being able to like raise me the way that she did. Because you know, boys, we get into all kinds of yeah. trouble, whether yeah. it's with friends or even by yourself. You know, yeah. so her having to navigate all of that, it really just it put a lot on me too. You know, so. How would you say being raised by a single black mom affected you, like, professionally, in relationships, friendships, just, like, how you've carried yourself as a man up until this point? Uh, One thing she really uh, worked really hard to instill in me was a no-excuses attitude. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, like, my dad had kind of left and she had to, you know, take on that role of mom and dad, she did amazing in balancing that. So she gave me, like, that insight into a woman's perspective of how to view a man or how to view somebody or how someone should carry themselves you know and she also gave me those values of like respect women and respect everybody you know and just making sure that you always do right by people and like i said she definitely pushed that no excuses attitude she could have folded when he left you know and i really could be a whole statistic but she made sure that i got the exposure that i have now that I had the people in my life that I have now, that I had the intellect that I have. Yeah. She really pushed those boundaries to make sure that I had no excuses mm-hmm. to not be successful or to not be the best person that God needs me to be. Aww. So, shout out. shout out to the single moms shout that's doing it out you. there, you know. Look at that. You, I mean, I would honestly say I could imagine or look at the different statistics that we see just in our culture in the black community how people falter it's like you're either on one side of the token mm-hmm. or you're on the other side so shout out to miss nakia for that mm-hmm. destiny mm-hmm. how did your how did miss sabrina you being the only girl in the Ooh. house Ooh. how did that you just being you and your mom like how did that affect the way that you are did that make you into a glittery girl is this why you're so glittery now no it was actually the reverse okay. so my mom grew up a tomboy mm-hmm and when she had a daughter, she knew that she wanted me to be girly mm-hmm. because I had every intention mm-hmm. on being a tomboy. Believe brothers. it, believe yeah. it or not, I, I have three brothers and no sisters. So everything they did, I wanted to do. I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to play football. Mm-hmm. My dad coached football, mm-hmm. put me in the pads. <laughs> uh, no, they put me in a skirt. Uh, so... Yeah, I had every intention on doing everything they did. And my mom was like, <laughs> you thought. So my dad's mom has always been like super, um, super, super girly nails and hair mm-hmm. and glitz. And, you know, just a very dainty woman, Miss yeah. Marie, Daisy Marie Denton. Um, is a very glittery girl. She's the OG glittery <laughs> girl. A glittery girl. So OGG. my mom intentionally put me around her because mm-hmm. she knew what she, you know, like yeah. they had, she had a great relationship yeah. with my, I'm saying had, my grandmother has Alzheimer's if you yeah. all don't know. Um, but she had like a wonderful relationship with my grandmother and she knew that she wanted me to be a lot like her. Mm-hmm. And it actually worked because now that I think about it, I'm a lot like my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and with me being that way, I kind of spiraled into my own extra level of girly, which mm-hmm. kind of inspired my mother to like kind of get into some things too. Yeah. Um, as far as growing up being the only girl in my house, it wasn't necessarily the fact that I was the only girl. It was just the fact that we had different gifts. Mm. And um, if you're not familiar with um, Juanita Bynum, 
Um, don't know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where she yeah. is in life now. Yeah, we don't know where, where Auntie Juanita but is. Back during the early oh, 2000s, Juanita, oh, yeah. Juanita Bynum was, was not to be played with. At all. So my mom was really into Juanita Bynum, um, which kind of, I don't want to use the word diagnose, which kind of helped her <laughs> to recognize the different giftings mm. that I had. Yeah. And that's kind of what she leaned on in like trying to figure out how to raise me. Cause like I said, we had just gotten the world of overcomers and yeah. there's a lot of things spiritually that we didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just trying to do her best to make sure that mm-hmm. I was who God wanted me to be. Yeah. Um, so it came with a lot of no, <laughs> it came with a lot of no's. You yeah. cannot, yeah. you can't go there. You can't stay at the house. Yeah. You can't, you can't hang around this person. You can't, you can't like you it, can't. You it, just it was just, you can't. And as a child, you don't understand that and you yeah. resent it. Yeah. Um, so I always felt like when I got older, I was going to turn up. I had said I one time, I was like, I'm just going to go be a stripper when I turn I'm 18. Not a stripper. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was young and I was dumb. Wow. I was like, I'm gonna go all the way far left with it. And <laughs> the most extreme. I'm gonna go. Right. I'm gonna be as extreme as possible. But um, no, I thank God for it because um, it gave me the foundation I need. And um, you know, I don't feel like I would have gone as far in life as I have or as I'm going to go yeah. without it. Yeah. You know, if I was able to do everything everybody else could do. The question, really, that I'm looking at now is: Do you think your pam- your parents raised you right? Um, if I had to say yes or no, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll yeah. say yes. I'm going to say no. No, I'm, I'm oh, not, no, no, oh. no, 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 I'm, I'm joking, joking. Just, just oh. the hee hee, ah ha ha. No, okay. seriously, no. I, I think my did a great job with me because I feel like I'm amazing. Right. Um, just like Destiny, I grew up with a lot of you can'ts. Mm-hmm. You can't, no, 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 no. My mom preached Sunday for Mother's Day and my best friend goes to my church. So my best friend's mom was there and my mom was just like telling a little side story about how we couldn't go anywhere. And my best friend mom was like, show couldn't. Like, <laughs> she remembers times where I would she be like, I want to no. come over there. And she'd be like, baby, your mama said, no, you can't come over. Like, you know, and it was most of my childhood was just a bunch mm-hmm. of no's. But what I appreciated so much about it was the discipline that it taught me. Mm-hmm. It taught me to have discernment. Right. And not just the gifting of it, but mm-hmm. to pay attention to people's surroundings, to know what to look for. The more and more I paid attention to why my mom said no, the more I was able to see those issues in other people and be like, yep. nope, mm-hmm. nope, my mama said no for a reason and now I see why. Because yep. your folks crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it, it taught me that. And even though I resented that for a long time, what kid doesn't resent being mm-hmm. told no? Mm-hmm. I resented that for a long time. It disciplined my mind to think wider and deeper and in a more broader sense to see people, and I don't want to say for who they were, but for the things that I could not handle on my own, the things she was trying to protect me from. Yesterday, my mom, we, my mom and I were watching Snowfall, and y'all don't know Lady Diane. My mom is in her 60s, and she is a grandmother, and she is hilarious. Um, <laughs> my mom and I have a very friend-friend relationship. Uh, my father passed like seven years ago. Y'all, have t- I've told y'all about this. So me and my mom have a very different relationship now. And we were watching Snowfall, and I said, Mommy, you ever did crack? And she said, Wow, okay. <laughs> she said, No, nah, I never did crack. She said, I only smoked weed one time. And I said, Yeah, I remember you telling me this story. She said, What about you? I said, No, nah, girl, I never touched no crack. She said, No, you ever smoked weed? I was like, You listen to my podcast. <laughs> I said, Yeah, Mama. And she said, 
how did it make you feel? <laughs> I said, I didn't really like smoking too much because it made me feel like I was out of control of my body. She said, how many times did you do it? I said, babe, I can't count that. I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, she Lord. Said, she said, oh. But I remember a time when it was, I was in high school and she told me, if I ever catch you smoking weed, I'm going to crack your head on the side of the wall. That's what oh, she that's told so. She wasn't playing. She wasn't really, My mama didn't. We weren't, you know, yeah. she was the kind of whatever. But now that I'm older, I have the type of relationship with her where I can ask her, did she ever do crack? You know? Mm-hmm. And I can gladly say on the podcast, she never did, you know? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great thing to be able to brag about, you, you know? know? Hey, my, my mom, mom never, never did, did crack. crack. <laughs> never did. The 80s, you know? In the 80s, I think my mom, had, my parents were married. She had two kids and mm-hmm. were in the church. And, you know, my mom, she, I don't think she's ever had alcohol. It's just, is, uh, but yeah, that's a, oh, wow. a unicorn. It's just so different to hear, uh, especially from like a woman's perspective, like how it is like growing up and having to deal with those like gender roles or like sibling roles and stuff like that. Like me, you know, as a guy, my mom, she never told me you can't. Mm -hmm. The only time she would tell me you can is when I was trying to go halfway across the country for summer camp or something like that. You know, (laughs) I'm an only child. Like, nah, where you going? You stay at the house, you know. So my mom, she always gave me that freedom and i guess she was trying to overcompensate you know because you you always if it's two parents one of the parents is the cool one you know so Mm -hmm. my mom she she tried to play that that balance Mm -hmm. you know from having discipline and having roles and rules and responsibilities to letting me have that freedom Mm -hmm. to explore the world and to be a man too so i guess on like two sides of the same coin like i'm blessed that she was able to uh, put a lot of values and morals into me to know how to operate when I'm off on my own because mm-hmm. she let me have all of that freedom. Yeah. What are the pros and cons of it, freedom? Like Ooh. now that you're an adult, what did what do oh, you wish man. you would have done differently? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, nothing. I really can't say that I regret anything that I did. Like as I went, at times I would say that I wish my mom like put more of a like leash on me but she gave me she gave me enough room to make my own decisions but she also put a lot of rules into that like i could go out and stay until 4 30 in the morning but she need to know where i am no hey i'm just saying like i was that kind of i was that kind of kid like i had straight a's i didn't hang around the bad, the worst of the worst. Yeah. I had the personality where I could mesh with any group of friends, you know. So that versatility that I had, she also would be like, you know, as long as you let me know where you're going, I know who you with. You How know, you straight. You? Oh, this was all through high school. Jesus. Like now, one time, one time she did get mad. One time she did get mad because I went to a party, and I I came home, but I was in the yard, and we stayed in the yard till like five in the morning. And so when I came in the house, she was like, oh, you just not coming in the house. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I've been home. She was like, no, nah, until you come in this house, you not in my house. Oh, you man. know, so I was good that was she was off that one. And Sabrina was calling me when I was at um... girl in my house. She would be we and Destiny <laughs> would be in the car together. Destiny, where are you? I'm in the car with Nadia. And so and so 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 so. Okay, I'm gonna go. Like it's we just were not grown. a very becoming hour for you to be. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I could pull up two minutes late to a curfew. Like, gr- for gr- 
He said four, and I'm only, only four I know exists is PM. Literally, <laughs> literally. So, and at that time, I'm taking a nap. I don't like, halfway what know what four thirty a.m. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't need what, is what does it look like outside? Look like? What does it look like? Tell us, please. Oh, it looks exactly like midnight, <laughs> which is less people. <laughs> four thirty in the yeah. morning. Like I said, I mean, but you gotta remember, like I grew up in the country, so oh, yeah. everybody I'm hanging with is like either my cousins yeah. or just somebody. Everybody. Knows, yeah. mm-hmm. you know and then out there like the neighborhood really raises you mm-hmm. you know everybody had that sense of community where if i see your child out there doing wrong i'm gonna pop him beside the head yeah. and i'm gonna call and tell on yeah. you know so everybody knew me yeah. i was a good kid i was involved in all of the right things and stuff like that so i never hung with the wrong crowd i never was, would be out doing anything bad to where she would have to worry if i'm a she didn't have to have those other types of words. Child, that I could be has. hanging out with a group of nuns, and I would still be on the <laughs> I would, girl, please. Only, only person you can hang out with four thirty at four thirty a.m. is Jesus. It's Jesus. You had to be up in prayer, and I need to know that that's who you with. Girl, <laughs> you upright, and your light on. You must be in What's prayer. What's that song? Yes. Jesus on the main line. Baby, he's the only person that's on my line. Do you understand me? The rules. Laws and regulations of the Gibbons house. Lord have mercy. Y'all. But were they ever like uh, more lenient on the brothers? Or was I'm everybody had to do to... whatever he wanted to do. See, Only there my it youngest... is. It's a God thing. Kelvin got to go to three proms. Okay. We lived, in, we lived in Mississippi. He got to go to a junior prom. He got to come back to Memphis and go to his girlfriend's prom. And then he went to his senior prom. I asked if I could go to my junior prom. And the answer was immediately no. Only reason I was yeah. able to go was because my brother was a singer. <laughs> no, I couldn't. The things that Kelvin got to do, Kelvin got his license before I did. Um, no, no. My yeah, youngest no. brother, so I'm the third child. There's four of us total. Um, Corey's thirty. Brandon Corey's is thirty. Corey's just start, turned thirty in February. Yo. Yeah, Corey's thirty. Um, Brandon just turned twenty-seven. I am twenty-five, and Jalen is twenty. Something happened after, <laughs> after I graduated with my parents, and it's like they went into grandparent mode, and mm-hmm. they just didn't oh. care anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Corey wore him down because mm-hmm. uh, me and Brandon didn't really do much, but yeah. Corey, Corey was our our. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna test and see mm-hmm. what I can get away with. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got to Jalen, they was tired, and they was just like, whatever. My siblings think that my parents did me like that. That by the time I got here, everything was okay, and. In a sense, it's kind of true because I did get tattoos and I did shave my head and I did do all the things that none of the rest of my siblings would ever think about doing. But I was grown when I did But you did them on your own. I was 20 and I paid for it myself. But I was still Mm -hmm. living in her house. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that being raised by preachers and pastors is just not... I couldn't imagine coming in the house at 4.30. I mean, I never did it after that because, like I said, she she kind of she kind of went in. She's like, "You don't respect my house, no." Me and my mom have a very weird relationship. It's more like roommate best friend relationship. You know what I'm saying? So we we are steadily working through that dynamic. Okay, oh, wow. it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing, it's yeah. an ongoing process. Yeah. If there if you could change that, like, do you would you like to have a mom son relationship, or do you like being your mom's friend? I love and hate being my mom's friend Please because, tell us why. well, 
Boundaries, you know, <laughs> boundaries for one. <laughs> no boundaries. No, it's zero boundaries. Like, but I do respect that because I honestly feel like I I don't need to hold a secret mm-hmm. from my mom. I don't need to do anything behind closed doors with her uh-huh. because it's like I can always come to her and mm-hmm. tell her anything or ask her about anything. Um, and because we have that. And that this is where like the dynamic is like stressful because she instead of her being my roommate best friend she switches the parent mode. Mm-hmm. That's when I be ready to throw a brick against the wall, <laughs> man. Like why are you? I don't need a lesson. I need a friend. Okay, right. I need a friend. You yeah. know. Yeah. So uh, it's an interesting dynamic, but I, I wouldn't change that honestly. Uh, I used to long for like having my dad around, like and be like, you know, I'm just ask him, mm-hmm. whatever. But my mom, my mom know everything. Like. Any, Every time I tried to go against her advice, she'd be like, I told you. <laughs> so I listen to everything. Like? I listen to everything so she said. Because <laughs> you and you and Miss Sabrina are pretty close. Yes. You tell your mom everything. I do. I don't tell Diane nothing. We be having a good kiki. Oh, um, not a good kiki. <laughs> yeah. What? Having your mom as your best friend is like something I wish everybody would be able to yeah. have. Like it's it's real cool. And especially for me being a, a boy, like yeah. a, a man, like I get I always get the inside scoop on what a woman's thinking or how a woman would see things, you know. So it it helped me in so many different ways, especially like, like in my dating life at yeah. that one point in time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we passed that. <laughs> I'm actually like besties with both of my parents. So Not besties. besties. No, like no, like I be in their bed, like oh. I be getting on their nerves. <laughs> I be saying I come home for other people. I be coming home to like get in their bed, but um, no, like I tell them everything. Like if I'm like even remotely interested in a dude, like all of these dudes that we've been discussing on this podcast, you told your mom about these I tell them I'm an and my daddy. Yeah. We all be literally wow. talking and about the it. Daddy. We pass around <laughs> pictures. We all look at your Instagram profile. Yes, and it's not just me and my parents. It's, it's my brothers, brothers too. too. Yeah. Oh, the family group chat be lit with destiny, right? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, we're all like that. Every time you tell me, I was talking to Brandon about songs and songs, and I'm like, oh, okay. But you talk, wow. Yes. It's like you're dropping a picture in the family group chat. Like, right. Wow. <laughs> yes, I'd be like, this deadly. him. This no, we <laughs> all be in the living room passing my phone around like, oh, this him. Okay, his shoes. Okay, you know, okay. The sassy boy, did they see the sassy boy? Yeah, so we all talked about him. <laughs> when I FaceTimed him, I was in the room with them. Wait, no. I was texting him in the room oh. with them. And I went to my room because I knew they were going to start laughing. So I went to my room and talked to him and came back out and told them everything that just happened. I Mama, Daddy, Corey, Brandy. Kids. Everybody. Imagine sharing that much, much information. I have four brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine sharing that much information with these that many different personalities. Putting all of us yeah. in a room together. It's not okay. The first time we did an escape room together, we did not get out. You want to know why? Because we started arguing about who was right and who was wrong. You want to know who had the clue in their hand the whole time? You. Kaylee Hall. Kaylee had the clue. And she was like, guys, I got the clue. Nobody was listening. Everybody was arguing. I cannot imagine sharing that much information with all these different perspectives and volumes because everybody's loud. And it's just like. Ooh, no one in my cringe. house is loud. The cringe of it Must all. Be nice. No one in my the house cringe. is loud. My mother can't get louder than us. <laughs> okay. But no one in my house is loud. Girl, the volume in my house on Sunday alone 
should have shattered the windows. Period. Just should have. Just just loud. Nobody is because that'd be right. Either. My granddad is the loudest. He's he is the intercom system. <laughs> the thing about it is they be right though. Like that's why we Dang. all do that. They loud and right. No, it's like they be right. Like it's it's times where like I can show Corey a picture of like a dude or whatever, and he'd be like, him and my daddy can tell me everything that's going to happen with their relationship based on the picture. Do you listen to them? Nope. I've started to. <laughs> no, I learned so much because, like, it way. doesn't just stop with my immediate family. Yeah. Neek and all of them, we'll mm. put them on FaceTime, and we'll all start discussing it. My, me and my family are extremely close. That is so sweet. Oh, so yes. you, you have the family where y'all, like, get together for holidays and do the games and stuff? Not just holidays. Like, I can like, pop up on my grandparents anytime. right now and take shots with them. Take shots with the grandparents. It's not just my immediately fam- my immediate family. It's my immediate family, and it is my cousins and my aunts and my grandparents. We're all one. I wish I could see the shock on my face. Cousin, right like that I'm, I'm gonna hang out with Destiny's family. That is weird. But you know what's interesting about my family is that we've all. So my mom and her baby sister married two brothers. So my mom is married to my dad, and then my mom's baby brother was married to my mom's baby sister. So it's like they double dated, right? Real cute. <laughs> Here's another part. My mom's oldest sister married my dad's uncle. Okay, so I have triple cousins. Is this Alabama? What? Might as well be. We checked it. It's not in sis. Cool. Okay. Cause I got okay. Like, yeah. Like, like, okay. Yeah. All by marriage. Okay. All by marriage. All by marriage. All like oh in law. In law. Okay. It's all of these. Okay. So it's like it's basically like three brothers married three mm-hmm. sisters. So let's say they were like triplets and triplets. They all married each other. So I have cousins that are on both sides of the family. I have mm-hmm. Givens on mom's side, Givens on dad's side. Like mm-hmm. we're all, we all look just alike because we all share the same. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not close. Like mm-hmm. it, it, but that's just like from like all the rest of my family members are old. I'm the baby. Mm-hmm. I have, my oldest sister's 45. Mm-hmm. You know, so things are very, I can't imagine what they would be like. To just I love pull it. up and be like, what? I love it. Like literally even living in Dallas, like. Jazz, mm-hmm. Jazz is my dad's sister, but she's more like my sister. Right. Um, and then like Marae, mm-hmm. which is a cousin. Literally everybody on like I would just say my dad's side, my dad's side. We're all like just I mean, that is so cute, ridiculously close. And then on my mom's side, it's smaller, but like with my cousins on that side too. They'll pull up. No, thank you. Okay. I love it. Um, <laughs> I can't admit. I just, I don't. I feel like I would feel so suffocated. Trez's family is like that. There's, there are 80,000 of them. And all their names start with the letter T. <laughs> all, of, all of them. And it's very confusing. There's so many of them. And they love each other so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm very confused by that. It's very strange. Oh, you got to get approved. Like, when we no, go into dating you. people, we think about if they can handle our family dynamics. Absolutely. But I have dated people that my parents have never met. Like, I could be in a whole relationship somewhere. There's no such and thing. And then come in back house. and be like, oh, yeah, we, I don't, mm-mm. And I'm going to be like, who was, you dated so, yeah, that was like six months ago. Mom, we can know? text no. a couple of times and never go on a date, and my family knows who you are. Wow. You know, um, <laughs> Because I have to sit with it. I'm, I'm going to talk to my therapist about that. Because they're going to tell me what's going to happen, and they're going to be right. I'm going to talk to my therapist about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we were both raised in a church. Mm-hmm. OT, were you raised in church? At one point in my life, I was. But around teenage years, they kind of let me do, do my own thing. Do. Would you raise your kids in church? 
Raise them, yes. Uh, I think I would go the same route that my family mm-hmm. did. Uh, I would, I had to go to church. I had to do all of the Sunday schools <laughs> and the Bible class, vacation Bible school. Yeah, had to do all of that. So is, my yes. kids are gonna have to do that, like because I do at least want them to have that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like as they get into the adolescent years and start to develop their own like independence, mm-hmm. I'll let them have that choice. I'll let them get that freedom. Destiny, what would you change about raising your kids in church the way you were raised in church? I just wouldn't want to be there as long as I was. <laughs> we can talk about that. That's really, that's the only thing um, is like my dad coached football, my brothers play, mm-hmm. and my mom was in the dance ministry at yeah. church. So I always had to go with her mm-hmm. and they got to go play football and I had to Spin around in circles. Um, no, I had to fold the flags. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I cannot tell you. And it's like it's not. I won't. I won't say that the church is scary at night. But World of Commons is. is very, very, very big. Church is scary. And okay, when those lights go out, mm-hmm. you have to remember that that's the house of the Lord mm-hmm. because you want to run. Yeah. Um, especially when you get to going upstairs and mm-hmm. stuff, Lord. No, oh, but man. that's the only thing that I can say I would do differently. Everything else I felt like was great. Um, I would definitely model that parenting style because I feel like it sustained me. I feel like I am still alive because of it. <laughs> um, only thing I would change is the fact that, you know, after services, we got about an hour of conversations with everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I'm thinking about a really traumatizing story. The <laughs> church I grew up in was called Lighthouse Church on Jonetta and Shelby Drive in Whitehaven. And there was this door in the hallway coming out of the sanctuary that said, do not open. And I Ooh. never knew why it said do not open, but come to find out it had like the electrical stuff in it, right? In my mind, mm-hmm. Jesus is Jesus in there. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, listen, David, the angels, mm-hmm. uh, Goliath, uh, Solomon, <laughs> What's the the big man's name? What Delilah and uh, Samson? All of them was in there. In my <laughs> mind, like everybody that had died in the yeah, Bible was in terrifying. the closet. And every time we would be like in Bible study at night, and I would have to go to the bathroom, I would cry walking past the door because I just knew they was gonna jump out and get me. Like the Bible characters. Yes, I had a very well, wild church. Church is scary at night. It can like be. we had the lock ins, and you know, like Child. of course you want to you stay up late, but. Church got these stained, the stained glass and stuff with Bro. all the angels. You'd be Bro. like, ooh, yeah, stained ooh glass. Lord. Ooh. I, mean, I, can, I, know, I, I can see that door in my mind right now. It's scary. I used to get hot. Yeah. Like, it, maybe my mom used to And church me, stayed with a random chill, too. Now, I have seen. Now, it's the what, what? It is. It is. You, it'd be a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> we did all felt that breeze before. Now, I can't say what was scary. Like I said, my mom was in the dance ministry, and they were all very close with each other. And you might just break out in a random deliverance, um, <laughs> you know, at any given moment. And I'm eating my pineapples because pineapples are the thing they used to bring up. Mm. Um, and I'm eating my pineapples and somebody is getting delivered. 
and yeah that now that was now seeing seeing people manifest like as a kid yeah. like that was the crazy like i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was like yeah you ever seen you know like folks be having their demons and stuff and i was like you ever seen one cast out <laughs> and she was like you seen that I was yes like, yeah. i was like i seen one talk i didn't seen them attack people like yes like as a, being six seven years old and watching somebody look look at yeah but it's still like, going now that i'm grown it's like it's okay, true. you need deliverance. Right. But when I was a kid, it was like she's foaming at the mouth. Like that kind of stuff really happened as a kid, it and I think it, me. it caused me to be so bold as a believer now because mm-hmm. I've seen this stuff happen. So like I know it's not smoke and mirrors. I know right, it's real. Mm-hmm. exactly. And I know God has authority over this, so it doesn't scare me. But when I was a kid, man, but if you open that door, it that do not open it, <laughs> all them demons was gonna fall out. Everybody, I was going straight to hell. Like they was gonna drag me, and I was gonna be gone, and my mama was not gonna be able to find me. Like, I mean, I was. I was scared, I would say, maybe the first time. Like like I said, the church that I grew up in was just different. Mm-hmm. So the things that are, like, taboo was the norm. Yeah. It was the norm yeah. for, you know, my pastor to come across real quick and call out a witch. That was normal. <laughs> <Look> like, <laughs> Man. It was, it was just, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, okay, this I is happening. Somebody up in here, you might want to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just... You know, it's just, it, <laughs> well, it's life, just hey. you know, look, you what know. I'm saying, and so, I, I don't want I wouldn't take that back though, because it made me, it made me bold like I am today. Mm-hmm. It made me evangelist born. So where it's like you can see, hey. you know, somebody who needs deliverance, and you just sitting there looking at them like, because it teaches prob- you to have compassion. Right. Them. Like I don't look at people now when they're struggling to be like, oh, look at you. Yeah, it's like no. I know the name of your demon. Right. Would you like for it to would you leave? Like for it to leave? Can we talk like? Can we talk about freedom for you? Like, would you like to go to sleep at night? Yeah. Like, are you dealing with this like all the time? Like, but it ooh, also kind of right. makes things awkward because everybody isn't mm-hmm. there yet. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember having a roommate, and she had sleep paralysis. I feel like I told y'all this before. Yeah. She had sleep paralysis, and I was trying to explain to her, "You don't have sleep paralysis. A demon is literally <laughs> harassing you." Right. Oh, um, <laughs> at night, every night, every single night yeah. it's not your body it's spiritual what your mama say it's the diagnosis exactly the ignoring the demon won't make him go away <laughs> would you like for me to assist you with this <laughs> yo she just offered her roommate an exorcism I, I mean, like, I, I, it is what I, it is I, I dated someone once who had sleep paralysis and i remember the first time he told me about it he was like somebody's sitting on my chest at night hmm. and i was like Open your Bible real quick. Um, let me let me show you what this is. Let me tell you why this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how you got here, and let's figure out how not to go back here. Like, let's walk through it. And the thing about it is, it can be scary, but when you present freedom to somebody mm-hmm. who's been wanting it, they'll take it. Right. And it's not like I'm trying to slap you upside the head with a Bible, but for someone who's experiencing something like sleep paralysis, it's that's terrifying. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, and no. I've never experienced it, but I've seen it happen. So when you you've seen freedom, it, yeah, I've seen somebody like in sleep paralysis. That's another story for when we cut this. Off. Okay, but when you offer freedom to somebody in a compassionate way, yeah, it's like yo, this ain't even me trying to like present Jesus to you. This is me trying to get freedom to you. Like, right, you don't want to deal with this anymore. I can show you how not to deal with this, and that's what I'm appreciative of my upbringing is that I have that. 
compassion to where somebody who don't believe what I believe, look like what I look like, go to church I go to, can mm-hmm. say, this is what I'm dealing with. Let me help you out. Yeah. So I mean, I knew what it was immediately because it tried to get on me. Yeah. It had, <laughs> it was, like I said, we lived in the same apartment. And, you know, the the devil, he, he tries to, he, where he, he, he roams around and sinks, seeks who he may devour. Uh, but he tried the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> 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 as simple as that. I was like, it was one day, um, you know, I was taking my, my midday nap from in between classes. Uh-huh. It was around 4.30. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, open my eyes. I'm trying to talk. Okay. Okay, you got the right one now. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> like, so you didn't know you was going to get these. You, buck my life, you didn't know life. you was going to get these tongues in my sleep. You didn't know. You didn't know. But now you know. And I never dealt with it again. So yeah. I can say from firsthand experience, that's exactly what it was. Because yeah. if I start saying the, the just Jesus, period, and say my little tongues, Not my you little know, tongue. in my mind while it's going on and it goes away, what does that tell you? It's, not, something, it, here. it's, it's something here that yeah. shouldn't be here. Yeah. So... No, like, I I mean, I completely agree. Like, it gives you a new level of compassion, but it also brings about a new level of frustration because it's like, be free, you know? Like, don't you want this? Don't you, do you, you, I don't understand wanting to live in bondage, but when bondage is all that you know, and you're afraid of the spiritual side of things, then that's what you get because you feel like um, acknowledging, you know, the spirit, the spirit world is going to make it real. When honestly, it's going to go on without you. That's true. Spiritual things are going to be spiritual things, whether we believe it or not. We are an hour into this episode. We are, and it is time for Destiny says, and it's actually time for adventures with dating Destiny. <laughs> adventures <laughs> and dating with Destiny. Some stuff ain't funny because it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I love that. So. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, so this week, um, you know, like I said, I be talking to God a lot. And I be, he be talking back, and sometimes we say some wild stuff to him. And, you know, he'll answer, y'all. Like, I be talking to him like he, you're one of my little friends, and it'd it be cool. Um, and, you know, just randomly popped up in my mind to keep your love life and your charity work separate. And mm. if you're anything. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that hit different. Real different. If you're anything, again. keep your love life and your charity work separate. Oh, wow. That's going on Facebook tonight. So if you're anything like me, you really love helping people and you're drawn to those in need. And a lot of times that can carry over into your relationships and it'll prevent you. Oh, felt that. It'll, <laughs> difference. Okay. it'll prevent you from getting the things that you've set a standard for wow. because you are so used to using your gifts and talents to uplift others and heal the broken. Oh, Jesus. Lift your hands. <laughs> oh. I feel seen. <laughs> exposed right now. So a lot of times that carries over into our dating life yeah. and it's yeah. you, literally putting you on a hamster wheel because you're chasing something that you're not in alignment for because you are chasing the broken. Uh, so make sure that in your journey to healing the broken and leading them towards Christ, that you draw that line, that thick line, not a oh, fine line, but a, a thick, thick line. line in the sand. Over here is where I am going to do the Lord's work with the broken. But over here, over here, holiness is where we're mm-hmm. going to find a spouse. Come on. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that was a lie. Uh, like, <laughs> like, 
No, nah, it's 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 not like it's not well. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel seen. Like it's it's what she said because uh, me and my mom, me and my mom and my many aunties uh, were <laughs> literally. It's, it's it's that you know everybody got that everybody. that one right. that auntie right there. You know, uh, we were literally just talking about this like. You do have to put those boundaries into where you want to help someone and support someone and see like how you fit into that as well. You don't need to overcompensate and let their life rule how you interact with them and how you try to help them Mm -hmm. to where it stops you from reaching your goals. Mm -hmm. You also need to make sure that you support them good enough, but support from a distance too. Mm -hmm. So don't let the toxicity of (laughs) helping others you know, ruin your progression. That's another thing. That's another quote. Mm-hmm. Don't let the toxicity of you helping others ruin your yeah. progression. Stop, but essentially, stop taking on projects as your, as your man ever, or your woman. Will I ever know peace? Will I ever know peace? <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the part of it that kind of just, it, it gives me this like it gives me this tug of war because my mom raised me to like you know you help others mm-hmm. and you support mm-hmm. others and you know you be there for people mm-hmm. who need you mm-hmm. and it's also and it's almost like okay where does that fit into my dating life and my relationships too you know because I don't want to go against like what my mom has already raised me to be but now at 24 the advice that they're giving me is to like you know protect your peace walk mm-hmm. away you know mm-hmm. so it's like dang like yeah. you know what do I do so- I think there's a fine line of figuring out that people don't really need you mm. and I found in my early college days that if you tell people no they'll find somebody else to do it and they will yeah. they will find someone yeah. else to do it they don't actually need you but i think as a person who likes to help or feels validated by helping mm-hmm. or feels um like oh this is i'm doing the lord's work by helping other people we fall in love with the ideal of being a savior or mm-hmm. being the person that they run to. Mm-hmm. This validates me every time you come to me. It makes me feel like I'm necessary. It makes me feel like yeah. I'm smart. I have the answers. And then it turns into pride after a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm that person. Like, I'm the one. I'm the strong friend. And by all means, a lot of times you are the strong friend. But a lot of times people don't actually need you. We we, we believe that they do. We make ourselves think that they need us. Mm-hmm. And we hang our hat and our banners on I'm needed. But... If I cut my phone off, you'll be okay. Yeah. I always I always ask, who would you have asked if I wasn't available? Who? Who? Because who? if if I'm not here, obviously you're gonna have to go to someone else. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's okay to not answer that phone. I saw a post, and this is gonna be the last my my last little tidbit. I saw a post that this lady was like, she was frustrated. She was talking to her mom about how people only called her when they needed her for something, mm. and her mom said, "Look at it this way: you're a candle that a person needs in a time of emergency. Be okay with being a candle that only gets burned every so often, and not a light switch. Mm. Light switch gets cut on and off constantly. This light has been on for two hours. Imagine how tired tired we would be if we were a light switch, a light bulb." We're a candle that only gets burned in emergencies, and then we go back to the closet until we're needed again. Be okay with being a candle, but know that your purpose is not to be needed all the time. You don't burn candles all that long. Mm-hmm. We got electricity now. We don't need that. You know? So, I'm, I'm learning. Listen to that, body work candle. So, really could leave that on all day. Yeah. It's great, nice aroma. Fills the room. Whole house. Rose, <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> 
Thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> to the Millennial Christian Podcast. OT, it's been great having you as a guest. Thank you so much for coming in and tuning in with us and speaking and giving us the laughs and things. If you guys are listening still, if you've held on past this hour, please go check out the Culture Caviar Podcast. Now, let me give you a disclaimer, okay? The Culture Caviar Podcast is not like the Millennial Christian Podcast. And if you want to go get some raunchy laughs. <laughs> just a little raunchy. Just a little raunchy. A little now, I will say this much. OT is is hilarious. He's going to give you some some funny um, some funny things to laugh at. Um, but go check out the Culture Caviar Podcast. He's been doing really, really good work. Very professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well done. Very clean cut. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys will enjoy it. Okay, so go check that out. Meantime, between time, you can follow him on Instagram as well. OT, what's your um your handle on Instagram? Yeah, my handle on Instagram is Culture Caviar Podcast. Mm-hmm. And again, that handle is Culture Caviar Podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, it has been great kicking it here with the congregation and the Millennial Christian <laughs> Podcast. I promise I am not as toxic as Nadia makes me seem. I am really. How have I, if, if, have I in any way made you seem toxic? You just I said my you content is raunchy. You are, I'm just letting them know. That they're not going to get on there. They're yeah. not going to get prayer. They're not going to get prayer I when they come pray, on there. I will pray for everybody. <laughs> listen, listen. I have, re- I really was on my best behavior tonight. You I, are. You did a I great almost, job. I almost slipped up and said like two cuss words, yeah. but the Lord is working on me. Yes, you know, is. so for all the saints <laughs> who definitely don't mind indulging in a little of, uh, you know, the darker side of things, <laughs> not in the spiritual sense, but you know, the not other side, the, the other side sense. of life, you know, the not safe for work side of life. Uh, the culture caviar culture the culture caviar podcast is definitely a place for you yeah you'll enjoy it i enjoy it i listen to it when i work out so that's oh, I eat, I eat energy yeah I laugh, energy. At you, I laugh at you a lot when i'm working out i do because he's funny but um make sure you follow him check that out don't forget to follow us um you can send your questions so that we can answer them on our next episode thank you mm-hmm. all for sticking with us even though um, we can be a little inconsistent sometimes. Uh, we are with 14 episodes into a season. We've never gone this far. Nope. So continue to pray our strength in the Lord. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Christian PC. You can find us on Facebook at the Millennial Christian Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at the M Christians PC. Okay. We'll be looking to hear from you. So drop those DMs, drop those comments and those suggestions. And we'll get back with you very soon. I feel like we're like, you know how you, you're running. You keep stopping and take breaks. <laughs> so put your hands on your knees and you breathe and you keep running. Yeah, that's, that's what we doing with these yeah. podcasts. So. <laughs> it's like we hit a stride and then we go. <laughs> we was like, walking yeah. with our hand on that back, y'all. We was, we was, and then Destiny sprained our ankle and I, yeah. yeah, she's got a whole heating pad yeah. on right now too. She so. recorded this whole episode with a heating pad on. Her back. Yes, like, dedication. Pray for sis. Mama gave her some oil that's in a prescription bottle. Y'all know I had a sickness called get the oil and I get it from my mama because. She gave this a bottle of oil and a prescription bottle. Like she's a drug dealer. She did. She's an oil dealer. Um, leave a rating. Leave okay. a rating. Oh, T was like, what is this liquid? Yeah. Um, I really was staring at the whole time. No cap. Like, What is that? Leave a rating. Leave a review. Please subscribe and share this with somebody else. Share it to your stories and share it to somebody who you think would enjoy this conversation again. Thank you, OT, for being here with us. Um, As we do every week, it is time to pray. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. Um, I don't want you to 
wreck your car. All right. Um, I've done that before. Like sometimes that Kirk Franklin be hidden, yeah. and you just gotta close your eyes and drive by faith. And <laughs> okay, let's get into that prayer, y'all. Um, dear Lord Jesus, sweet Father, you are you're amazing. Yes, you are. Um, thank you for an opportunity to come together to fellowship. Um, with just people, just your people, your children. Um, I thank you that even as you have put us in this platform, in this situation, um, in this opportunity to be able to speak about you, to be able to speak with each other, that you're giving us the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding on how to best uplift your kingdom and uplift your name and uplift your word and your wisdom and everything that we do um, as you are leading us and guiding us into parenthood and into relationship with other people. You'll be letting us know what it is we should and should not do, the ways that we should and should not um, raise our children, the ways that we can honor you the best with our lives. So we just thank you that you are always speaking to us. You're always giving us guidance you're always letting us know what direction we should go in and without your hand there's nothing that we could ever do so we thank you we love you we lift your name in jesus name i pray amen i was clapping y'all um, <laughs> so now we're going to do the invitation of christ oh, yes. uh, we're going to offer you our jesus and he um is waiting on you so if you would like to join us over here in holiness, oh, we yes. would love to have you. Pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I believe you lived and died for my sins as well as the rest of humanity. And you rose again. I ask you now to come into my heart, renew my mind and my spirit so that I might do your will on the earth. Amen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.